Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. During the recording of the electoral votes in Congress, the joint session was shut down when Trump supporters, some armed, entered the U.S. Capitol following Trump's speech at a rally in D.C. Once they were absolutely 100% sure that these white rioters were dangerous, the Capitol Police decided to take action. It seems like only yesterday when we could say the ugliest part of the remaining days of Trump's term was Eric. Despite the potential for the usual delays and protestations, at the rate we're going, I am confident that Joe Biden will be sworn in as president on January 20th, 2033. Sources say that Donald Trump declared he would not leave the White House on inauguration day, only to be talked back from the ledge. Actually, Trump jumping off a ledge would be a better alternative. Someone posited a theory that the Secret Service could shoot Trump if he refuses to leave the White House. That's not the nicest thing in the world to suggest, as that gets my hopes up. (laughs) 
Trump will give the Presidential Medal of Freedom to Congressman Devin Nunes. I want Joe Biden's first order of business to be to give it to the guy who runs the Devin Nunes's Cal Twitter account. <laughs> Twitter suspended Trump's Twitter account. <laughs> Twitter suspended Trump's account for 12 hours following the removal of tweets that appeared to incite violence. Earlier, someone hacked his Twitter feed by correctly guessing his password, MAGA2020. It was changed from his previous password, I want to fuck Ivanka at one. The 116th Congress adjourned without passing the $2,000 stimulus checks. This embodies the new American tradition. Dream big, aim high, and give up when all of your work shits the bed. I have to say in the interest of disclosure that this episode was recorded before the full-blown start of the opening days of the Second American Civil War and the mass suicide of what's left of the Trump administration. (laughs) Just thought I'd go ahead and cover all contingencies there. (laughs) And now on with the show. Join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen and Abby Mello. Abby, Jeff, welcome back. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, Anything strike you in the news that's been going on? (laughs) Well, I think, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting year. I was very hopeful. I was very hopeful for this year. We had a real solid five and a half days there, and then day six, just straight back to 1812. Yeah, well, yeah my uh, New Year's resolution was to watch less cable news, and that lasted until January 6th. If it's any consolation, I stopped making New Year's resolutions just because the one I made New Year's Eve 2019 was to be less of a germaphobe. And well, that, yeah, I, I opted not to do that. <laughs> Joining us tonight, Linda Landeros and David Kay. Hey. hey. Well, Linda, um, I should say that we uh, had to reschedule this because we usually record on Wednesday nights. And well, last Wednesday night, there was, uh, you know, so much going on that, you know, we decided to postpone. I couldn't imagine like your thoughts of, uh, I couldn't imagine your thoughts, Linda, just because it's like, oh, the only thing that's going on is an insurrection. Because I mean, Linda lives out in California and I was imagining she was thinking like, we had an orange sky for six months and I was still on Instagram live. It was, that feels so long ago, actually. I haven't thought about that in so long. Honestly, I'm really shocked that you have not mentioned Kim and Kanye getting divorced because Kanye has been allegedly hooking up with Jeffree Star. That's what I came here to discuss. I kind of miss those days, actually. Do you think that's why the Capitol was stormed because Kim and Kanye got a divorce? I think people just couldn't handle it. I mean, we had enough scares with like Cardi B and Offset maybe getting divorced. You know, I think people are just like enough, like just make a decision, stick with it. Don't fuck with us. Don't fuck with us and don't fuck with the, with the regular settings in our tabloids. We, we, need, uh, we need to be distracted. I'm really disappointed at how quiet Twitter was with the Kim and Kanye news. That should have been in my feed of trending. Instead, Olive Garden was trending for a minute. Because of, uh, I don't know who said who made a comment about all these Trumpers returning back to their best Westerns and Marriott's and Olive Garden's. My we Lord. think the election might be stolen, but hey, we get endless breadsticks. Yeah, there was a picture of them, uh, Linda, uh, heading back to the embassy suites. And I was trying to imagine the front desk guy and ha- his reaction watching them walk in. Oh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad for all of these essential workers 
who really like, why were these hotels even open during the pandemic to people who are not there for essential travel? It's just like, yes, DC should be a state. Has anyone like thought of that? I think you're the first one. <laughs> no, really? Wow. <laughs> Let me get that trending on Twitter. <laughs> and, and Linda, uh, having uh, DC as a state, the District of Columbia as a state, uh, would have helped uh, police it yesterday. There would have oh, been more yeah. police force and they wouldn't have required Virginia or my county, Montgomery County to, uh, to help out. You know, I mean, 99% of DC residents are Democrats. And so if you're working in any one of those places, you are not on the side of the raccoon hat wearing in... <laughs> mm -hmm. You mean people in D.C. don't go around dressed up as a Braveheart wearing wolf skins and dressed in mankinis? I'm surprised. What? What is, is that a thing that missed me? Because I was like, is, did Renfest take a weird turn? Is there some lore to the whole raccoon tail thing? Abby, Jeff, of the three of us who are Marylanders, I'm the only one who lives in a red county, so clearly I'm in touch yeah. with all the fashion trends. <laughs> I thought it was just three, last time I checked, it was just three different kinds of camo in the same outfit, and, and that's when I knew I was in a red county, but now I gotta watch out for animal pelts. <laughs> <laughs> David, welcome to the show. It's yeah. nice to be here. You know, I did want to mention to you that uh, you can get uh, you can get the uh, you can wear that uh, from that uh, from the uh, I call him the 1980s Ted Nugent guy. And that's what he looked like to me with the with the bull with the horns and everything. He was kind of like a, a mix between cat scratch fever and great white buffalo wango tango kind of look. Yeah. Uh, I'm, we're talking about the we're talking about the fellow uh, the shirtless fellow with the horns. Am I correct on that? There were quite a few wearing some version of animal pelts. Uh, David, are you are you referencing when you say the bu the buffalo man? I've only seen some old recut like YouTube videos. There was a guy that used to like wander the plains with a buffalo, right on TV. Uh, no, uh, uh, we we are talking about yesterday's Trumpster fire. Was that what we're yes, talking about? Yes, sorry, I, I the Ted Nugent uh, reference and the uh, yeah, because I was picturing there's there's a guy I've seen on some YouTube videos that oh this guy yeah this is the, this is the guy with the horns on. on and the and the uh, and the pelts yes yeah uh, uh, I'm fascinated by this guy and uh, I think his last name is Angelini. Uh, I, I've, I've seen a couple of things on the on YouTube about him, and a couple of things on uh, Facebook. Uh, yeah, I mean, yesterday's events were just uh, so outrageous and so ludicrous that uh, I, I, I can't believe that we're 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 just sitting here casually talking about it. I think I I feel like I should be starting my own insurrection at this point uh, to uh, go storm the White House instead of uh, storming the Capitol this time. Well, we'll be storming the White House positively uh, in yes in, in two, two weeks. In two weeks. But one thing we learned from this: uh, if you're going to do what was done yesterday. Don't wear your work ID because one of the people was identified because he was wearing his work ID. He probably knew, he probably thought his, his boss was a Trump supporter. So he thought that would have been the best way to get a promotion. One guy uh, was identified as, I'm not kidding, the HR attorney 
for an online insurance company, the HR attorney. Imagine bringing your complaints to him. <laughs> he was probably trying to drum up some business there. Yeah. And another was uh, identified as an employee of a Toyota in California. Now he's a Toyota dealership and he's already been fired. There was another fellow who was a West Virginia um, uh, legislator, yeah. legislator, just yeah. just just uh, actually uh, sworn in this past week into the West Virginia legislature. And uh, he was amongst some of the people that were uh, roaming the halls of the uh, of the Capitol building. I heard that that West Virginia legislator had to be censured by his uh, fellow legislators because uh, he went to do that kind of activity and he went unarmed. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yes, that's terrible. He should he should have at least uh, had a, some mace or a sidearm. Yeah, it's weird because, you know, West Virginia. <laughs> well, West Virginia was formed. I don't know if all of you know this, but it was formed because they broke away from Virginia during the Civil War because Virginia was with the Confederacy. And there were some people in Virginia who didn't want to be with the Confederacy anymore. So they broke away and formed West Virginia. So the good people of the state of West Virginia didn't want to be known as a bunch of backward, inbred, redneck racists. Hmm. That has oh, the irony. Well. <laughs> I was just remembering, I saw a TikTok um, where someone explained that a lot of like that, a lot of the I don't know, costumes they were wearing, like the horns and like the, the animal pelts and like the face painting, um, they were saying that like a lot of, they pointed out a lot of like medieval, um, like iconic, iconography and stuff that was like, that they were like drawing upon. It's like, at least these white people are appropriating their own culture for a change. Well, I, I think the only way that white people would, the only successful way that white people were able to appropriate their own culture was the Confederate flag. And that was the first time it's ever actually flown inside the Capitol building. I'm so proud. Yeah, we had a good run while it lasted. <laughs> Thanks, America. I just think it's important to also mention the the demographics of the people. And so I just want to point out that it actually had less gender diversity than the women's march. <laughs> I was like the most disappointing thing. <laughs> there weren't enough yeah. women there. Yeah, it was the Buffalo guy and uh, comic book collectors. I think that's who it was. <laughs> <laughs> what cracked me up? It's not funny at all. But once they actually got inside Yeah, it is. Come on, Dave. Building, yes, it is. Once they got inside the building, they really didn't know what to do. I mean, they were like, hey, look at all this. You know, I mean, they, they, and the, the, the best thing that they could come up with is, you know, let's steal some mail and a podium. I mean, if you took if, selfies and said, hey, mom, here I am. I'm safe. If you are going to, I don't even know if I should say this, but if you are going to uh, proceed with your insurrection, uh, at least come in with uh, something to light something on fire. They didn't even do that. I mean, I, uh, smoke a cigarette, at least, in a non-smoking zone. Nothing. <laughs> that's a, that's a real rebel Trump. activity. <laughs> I think they were waiting for Trump because he, he kept saying, like, beforehand, like, I I'm going with you guys. I think they were like, well, where's They Trump? thought he was going to show up. 
<laughs> Trump ghosted them? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> there was no way he was going to show up because it required walking the whole mile from, <laughs> from the White House to the Capitol. And that wasn't going to happen. He probably got distracted because there was a McDonald's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> His golf cart was it? parked in front of it. Do you have the McRib? <laughs> David, you are from you're from Pennsylvania. I yes. want to say I got to say I'm actually a huge fan of your lieutenant governor because oh John Federer, yes, fantastic yeah. guy. He, uh, I think the lieutenant governor of Texas said he would offer a million dollar reward if uh, anybody put forth any allegations or uh, of, of, of voter fraud, and uh, your lieutenant governor uh, gave three examples. Uh, it, from Pennsylvania, yes, they were all, all yes. they were all people who decided that uh, they were going to cast fraudulent votes for Donald Trump. Yeah, so, all Republicans. Uh, one guy was uh, cited uh, uh, from a town called Forty Fort. Yes, Forty Fort, uh, Pennsylvania. He was uh, he signed up for his with his uh, dead mother's signature. So uh, three million dollars, which I found he wants in Sheets gift cards. Yes. Well, those, those who don't know, uh, Sheets is a local convenience store chain and actually a, a pretty awesome one because I've done shows in uh, in rural Pennsylvania and Sheets is a lifeline for me whenever there's nothing else around. That's right. You I, don't want to do Wawa. You got to go to Sheets. I, I tell you what, I mean, Sheets gift cards, I understand in certain parts of Pennsylvania, the people from that area aspire to get one of those it's better than getting an ivy league college degree i could probably finance an entire comedy tour of pennsylvania using sheets gift cards and we've talked about a lot of people say we're the face of singular of sheets <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing that could be said about the trump presidency it's that trump is consistent and that be it business or elections he has absolutely no fucking idea how things work in this clip, we hear a candid Donald Trump on a phone call with Georgia officials, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, and their general counsel, Ryan Germany. We have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's, there's nothing wrong with, with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having, the, having a correct, you, the people of Georgia are angry. And these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Now, do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's illegal. This is Ryan Germany. No, Dominion has not um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having. Well, but no, but, but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. You sure, Ryan? I'm sure. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, 
because we won the state. Supposing aliens stole oh. all of my votes in Georgia and replaced them with the with the fake Biden votes. Could they have done that? I just want to find 40 points for my fantasy football championship. I, <laughs> I got clobbered. <laughs> I completely forgot that phone call happened. That feels like so long ago. I know today's only the seventh. <laughs> I just like that someone named Germany is stopping a Nazi from trying to gain absolute power. <laughs> I mean, I lost my patience like 12 seconds into listening to that. So the fact that he isn't the whole, he, it was like an hour long conversation, right? Yeah, they had to sit there for an hour. It's their Sunday, their wife's guard. Come on, can we, can we go somewhere? Say, no, I got to deal with, uh, with Trump and some, some attorney. Who, by the way, had to resign. Women of color need to be in office because we would have shut that shit down so fast. Bye bye. I felt bad listening to the to the whole conversation because he just he sounded like a like a desperate boyfriend trying to get his girlfriend back. You know. Come on, just give me one more shot. Just, you know, I just need 11,780. He was so specific. It was one more than what he lost by. He needed just one more, and that would just, uh, that would just even it all out. It reminds me more of a man trying to convince me that sex is better without a condom. <laughs> like just an hour-long persuasive conversation. But she still said no. She still said no at the end. Georgia, Georgia wouldn't have it. Yeah, she was afraid of, they were afraid of the disease. The arduous tasks of golf, trying to overturn election results, golf, delaying payments to Americans, more golf, letting a pandemic take its course, and even more golf are not the entirety of Trump's post-election activities. Here we see Trump focusing on what he feels matters most in this CNN clip. President Trump, who once promised he would be so busy he would not have any time to golf while being president, is golfing every day in Florida. But CNN is learning he's not actually very happy. Some describe him as grumpy and upset. Part of the reason for the president's bad mood, not just that he lost re-election, new renovations at Mar-a-Lago that he does not like, ones that were approved by the outgoing first lady. There were a number of renovations that happened at Mar-a-Lago over the past few weeks, and they were led, as you said, by the First Lady, who who really enjoys design and aesthetics, but apparently might not have been on the same page as the president when he arrived to Mar-a-Lago uh, this week. He was not pleased with some of the renovations he saw, some of the decor uh, kicked off the holiday trip in sort of a, a bad, grumpy way, as uh, someone described to me. It's been a weird vibe, one source at the club told me. When CNN teased that Melania did something that made Trump upset, I thought he caught her fucking her yoga instructor. <laughs> what did she do? Did she, what did she put up red palm trees or something? Because like, I, I, I have permission to be upset about that. Well, who wants to, the house looks like a gingerbread. It looks like a gingerbread house or something. Something from a uh, from a uh, uh, from Hansel and Gretel or maybe a. Uh, a uh, Brothers Grimm uh, nursery rhyme. I mean, it's bizarre looking in the first place. One of the re renovations was an escape tunnel. So <laughs> 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 that was the one thing he really didn't like. 
It's difficult to understand how Trump supporters don't know that the act of counting votes means he didn't win until you realize that a sizable amount of his supporters don't even know how many teeth they're supposed to have. It seems as though on a daily basis, a new head case tries to come up with a way to discount the fact that Trump lost his reelection bid. Here is one of them, Michigan State Representative Gary Eisen, voicing his plans to a concerned and thus rational talk show host. They technically can't keep me from going into the Capitol on official business. They can't do that, okay? So if they do that today, then we're simply going to move our event to a different location and proceed with uh, what we're going to do today. And what's that? What event are you uh, planning? What's that again? What, what event are you referring to? <laughs> It'll be all over the news later on. This sounds dangerous, Gary, I, I, and I'm not kidding it around. It is dangerous. No, I wasn't here. I was warned that there's going to be violence, going to be protests. Uh, you know, and they asked me if I would assist today, and I said, you know what? How can I not? Who who That's asked you to, Gary? Who Gary? Who asked you to assist, and what kind of assistance are you providing? Okay, originally it was to supply, guy, uh, support, and uh, escort certain members in and out of the Capitol, okay? And um, I can't go into a lot of it, uh, but, and I was asked to do that. And, and I said, yeah. We're talking with State Representative Gary Eisen. Gary, I I'm concerned about violence today in Lansing. I understand you're passionate about this. A lot of people are passionate uh, about it. Uh, can you assure me that this is gonna be a safe day in, in Lansing? Nobody's gonna get hurt? No. All right. All right. You're going to take part in a possible insurrection and collect my tax dollars and your salary? Mm, okay. I should say, uh, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, that was about Michigan electors counting the electoral votes uh, last December. So this is uh, going to be a plan to have uh, Republican Trump electors count votes of their own to try and get them certified to hand Michigan to Trump. So that was the context of the, uh, of the interview. It's like bringing in the stand-ins uh, on a movie set. <laughs> Bring in the B team. Yeah, he, had, he had the lines. That's right. <laughs> it's just a, just to set the just to set the lighting. That's all they're going to do. Gradually, we can see Trump's support slowly eroding, even among the old faithful. We can see it in one of Trump's most ride-or-die supporters as former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is willing to go on TV, say that Trump should concede, and suggest an end to divisive politics and the corrosive nature of political discourse. However, MSNBC host Nicole Wallace is having none of it, as she calls out the former Trump transition head for his past silence in such matters, as we can see in this clip. With her a little quietly, listen, I've known Donald Trump for 20 years. I've never seen him do anything quietly. So I doubt he'll go quietly. Uh, but I do think he will leave unassisted, if that's the import of your question. Um, and whether he'll go to the inauguration, I don't know. You know, it's very rare, as you know, that presidents don't go to their successors inaugurals. It's happened. John Adams didn't go to Thomas Jefferson's. John Quincy Adams didn't go to, to uh, Andrew Jackson's. Harry Truman didn't go to Dwight Eisenhower's. But... When you think about how many inaugurations we've had, that is the overwhelming exception. And I think it would I would encourage him as his friend to go because it would help him to restore some of the norms of the presidency, which need to be restored for our historical purposes, but more importantly, for our future. Governor Christie, uh, let me just press back a little.
I mean, it's my sense, and I know you said in an interview with Hugh Hewitt that you haven't ruled out a run in 2024. I don't remember you coming out and forcefully pushing back against Donald Trump's comments on the Access Hollywood tape. You didn't defend him, but you didn't withdraw your support. I didn't hear you after he called African nations bleephole nations. I didn't hear you um, distance yourself from this president at any point until the target for his ire and lawlessness was the democracy you haven't ruled out leading in four years. Are you simply making a political calculation that you can clean the Trump stink off you faster than Marco Rubio or some of your other competitors? No, um, not at all, Nicole. And in fact, you know, at the at the end of it, um, I made a decision back in 2016 that the choice between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton um, was one where I was with Donald Trump. Um, and I don't regret that choice. I still don't regret it today. I wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton today if that choice were to be made. Nicole Wallace uh, basically ripped Chris Christie's balls off and shoved them down his throat, which presumably he enjoyed because at the time he thought they were munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I didn't realize he still had them. <laughs> See, that, that, that human piece of excrement sits there and, and tries to have it both ways. He coached Trump before the first debate and taught him ways to help bring out Biden's stutter. Biden's a known stutterer. And so he taught uh, Trump uh, something, which of course Trump didn't absorb and didn't do, to try to make uh, Biden stutter more. And yet he goes, goes on TV now and says, well, no, I'm not, I'm not part of his team. He's part of his team when it's convenient for him. And that way, uh, that's why uh, Nicole Wallace was right to call him out. Well, Chris Christie was the guy who, when he first ran for governor of New Jersey, was known as the guy who would just like shout down reporters and uh, shout down his critics and yell at him and tell him to shut up. And so in, in many ways, it made sense, given Trump's first debate performance, that Chris Christie was the guy who coached him. <laughs> I just think it's telling that he pivoted. So a strong woman has basically called him out on a whole bunch of crap and his immediate reaction is to pivot and and talk smack about another woman who we weren't talking about no one was talking about hillary clinton and that's his pivot move is i can't clap back at you so i'm going to bring up some old shit that is it's just asinine and and i think very telling about what goes through his head when he's back into a corner I think his sexism was showing, but his clothes isn't large enough to cover him. I like the fact that he had to go back all the way to uh, uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson not going to their inauguration. I mean, he could have gone even further. He's like, you know, Caligula didn't go to uh, Claudius's uh, inauguration back in the Roman Forum. I'm surprised he didn't go full Trumpster and say, look, Kennedy didn't go to Johnson's inauguration. Just completely. <laughs> Neither did Lincoln. <laughs> and on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Linda Landeros, and David Kay. Hey, thank you, Tom. Thanks, thank Tom. And now, before we go, my final thought. You know, comments on previous episodes have been met with criticism, online scorn, and calls for me to stop performing. And this episode 
will be no exception. Things will change in 2021. For example, in 2020, the common theme of the year was it can get better. Now in 2021, as we approach the American apocalypse, it's please subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> I'll go ahead and end tonight's episode by paraphrasing a well-known French philosopher who once said, well, fuck me. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen and Abby Mello and guests Linda Landeros and David Kay. Theme music by Jeroen Vandenhuerk. Executive producer Tom Myers. Executive producer for IPM Nation, Matt Connerton. For more information, visit tommyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.